0: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today, adjacent.
0: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
2: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an
1: adjacent. I don't know where you're at. Where are you? Here I go. Well, it doesn't look like the normal back. He's
2: at his his wife's house. (laughs) Not yet. I will not besmirch her name out in the streets. It's not besmirching, that's your wife.
1: No, it's not, not Russ. Yeah. they're like no, married. married. Mm, she still has options. She has a lot of she still has different ways she could go here. Look, man. Tony has secured nothing.
2: Tony yeah, just man, he he's included. <laughs> I don't know, man. His they families were together eating dinner. It it looked like a lot of love in the room now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing, man. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think he's still doing it. But you remember for a while there, LeBron was just signing these two year contracts with the opt out after the first year, so it was really just one year contracts, (laughs) one year and a player option. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm almost 16 years into an actual marriage, and it's still kind of like that. Like you still, you know, you're still trying to earn each year as you go. So uh, Tony, after a matter of months has secured nothing yet.
0: Not yet officially, but.
1: My guys, my guys. Not unofficially. TBD. TBD. Not not even unofficially, Tony. If if you think even unofficially, you are making some assumptions that could come back to bite you in the butt.
2: (laughs) He's out of the streets, and and I'm happy for my guy. (laughs) She made it to the, the Twitter
0: profile. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: saw. I was like, Dang, "Wait a minute! is on the Twitter profile?" Yeah, How, what does that mean? She's mentioned on there, or it's a photo no. of you and her he, profile? He tweeted her. I haven't seen this. Here, yeah, I'll go it. Uh, I thought I think she's not on Twitter though. One of my favorite things about her is that she's not on social media. Now I'm finding oh, out. He put not a true.
2: picture of her on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is what he's trying to say to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, think. He- I think you both do stuff on Twitter and Instagram that I never find out about just because I can't keep track of it all. I don't do that much. And I feel like either of you would be mad if you found out that I didn't know about something. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, that's, that's Magic Johnson. Yeah, That's a GIF of uh, Magic Johnson. Okay. All right. So these are pictures of Tony's girlfriend. How are, uh, in what way are these on Twitter? These are just uh, posted on there or it's her his profile photo? Tweeted.
2: Photos of okay. his girlfriend on
1: Twitter. Well, okay, so this is not his profile or his background or anything like that. Well, what's the tweet? This is my girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. It's. <sighs> Jason, you, this is, I don't know. Not, I not, can't keep you know, track I'm, of I'm everything. I'm trying to explain to you.
2: It's, do we need, it's need to do an old ask old. an old person or or?
1: Yes, this is what exactly what this is. Ask an old person. It's, well, you it's doing her. this on Twitter seems like something an old person would do. I, I this it's, I thought I mean, like Instagram is for this Jason, or Snapchat. Yeah, let me J- listen, Jason. Just let me explain it. It's three photos of Stephanie <laughs>
2: okay. with two of the little love emojis with like the smile with the hearts around. Okay. It,
0: it's That's basically the the big three right is is instagram facebook and twitter
1: no so, nobody our
0: age uses facebook nobody my age even uses facebook but it's still uh, the, it's, it's still the big three um so i posted it on all platforms uh, officially sending the you know the bat signal i'm like hey like don't even try it with me
2: taking down that signal honestly yeah.
0: <laughs> or yeah or i
1: guess, you, <laughs> right. I guess exactly person, yes. yeah <laughs> why don't instead of a bad signal why don't you just um shine up in the sky like you know russ's phone number or something like call call russ
2: here y'all go same play
1: hey hey russ
0: they're <laughs> going to be they're, they're going to be single ladies at at the presumed wedding i'm telling you right now
2: Oh, I'm not worried. Matter of fact, there's a story that Jason's gonna tell later in the show. Jason got to see me in action. Mm. I got to see Excuse you in action. Me. Oh my! All right, Jason, don't say it like that. We were, <laughs> nope. we, were we were, we were at uh, Bar Siena the other day.
0: Oh,
2: right. Yes. Nice. Oh, uh, Tony, you have been to barciana before? I have not. I am uncultured. <laughs> Well, if you're looking for a nice little date night spot, Bar uh Jason and I went there for dinner the other mm-hmm. night to do some yes. some business and planning mm-hmm. and just, you know, friend stuff. And uh, he got to see me see this
1: this personality in action. Mm. But we'll get to that later in the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Russ almost walked out of there with three of them. Four of mm. them. But- Who's counting?
2: <laughs> Me, obviously. We back up, baby. <laughs> City boys up. City
1: boys up. I went to, a, I went to a wedding City downtown City this weekend, City too, ball uh, ball and we should talk about that for a minute. Um, but let, let's start the show first. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. My co-host, Russ Dorsey. Great to see you. Russ in glasses or Russ wearing glasses today?
2: I'm not, Tony.
1: I, it's you just, don't make a whole big guy. thing about it, huh? Same sure. guy. Sure. <laughs> And our producer, Tony Gill. Uh, I noticed, Russ, you cracked open a, uh, what was that, a seltzer or something like that? It is a uh, white claw, yeah. black cherry. See, you from time to time will, will have something like that or a glass of wine on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm always kind of jealous because that looks kind of nice. I kind of like, I, I wouldn't mind having a glass of wine while we do this or uh, like a whiskey or something like that. But I'm so afraid that I would just start falling asleep during the show.
2: This is why we have ask an old person
1: because it's that's not because it's late. It's because it's because I'm running on fumes, man. It's because I, I, the other day I was like, I'm getting like five hours of sleep. It seems like uh, between work and everything else I have going on, and the other day I was like, it, this seems like the scenario where usually somebody would have a breakdown of some kind. But I feel okay, and <laughs> oh then God, that's, that's not and good. then and then the next morning, I was driving to work. I hadn't had breakfast, and I'm like, I might eat this turkey jerky that's in my car for breakfast. And uh, that turkey jerky was only there because it had been in my lunch from like five days earlier and I had forgotten it in the car. And I was thinking at the point where you're eating turkey jerky for breakfast in the car on your way to, on the way to your uh, job, I think that's the check engine light going off. I think that's it. I think that's rock bottom. That's the alarm going off for me. I think that's perfectly fine i do, I eat on the road all the time. Grab. See that's yeah. See things bar. that you think are perfectly fine. If they start happening in my life, I'm worried. You, know? you, you should. I, be. I, don't, I don't see the big deal. Russ, let's talk about uh, some exciting news here on the show. We have a new sponsor, BetUS. Yeah. Let's Very go. Very happy to have BetUS. US. Uh, we up, can, city boys up. <laughs> City Bull with it, it, City Bull with it, City Bull. It's a song. We'll introduce you later. Don't worry about it. you guys do that after we talk about our new sponsor?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right.
1: That'd be wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) BetUS, you can go to betus.com and you can bet on all sports, including live betting during games. Of course, they have a race book, casino. You can can use cash or cryptocurrency. And really exciting news with our promo code, Russ.
2: Yeah, you can use promo code sportsadjacent. And with that, when you make your first deposit of fifty dollars or more, you get a 125% sign-up bonus that goes towards placing your bets NFL, NBA just started, college football, and much more. If you want to bet on sports, bet US, they got you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're already winning basically there. You put in a hundred bucks, you get 25 extra kicked in, you're already ahead before you even start going. Um, we're also brought to you by Obvious Shirts and you can go on their website and use promo code adjacent10 you guys know the deal by now you get 10% off on anything you order there great t-shirts a lot of good chicago sports themed t-shirts for all the different teams um great soft good colors on the shirts they already give you free shipping so use our promo code adjacent10 over there um one thing i did squeeze into my schedule today and was glad i did is that uh, even with everything going on, I've been wanting to do this. And I ended up missing the first game, but my daughter started playing, my 10-year-old daughter started playing on a basketball team here through the city. And uh, it's, it's not, it's not where the kids who've been playing basketball all their life are playing. It's a little (laughs) more recreational, which is not AAU, which is good because my daughter hasn't been playing. So this is a good, League to learn it. house league the house league is that what it's called okay like through the YMCA I played at the YMCA when I was a kid because I also was not very good at basketball
2: so like um, house league house league is like the town and it could be through you know like the town or like you say the YMCA the Street, et center right park district and then you have like travel ball and your AAU yeah. and and so on
1: so yeah what does what age does AAU start at is that like eight earlier than that uh, right that's like no, seven. Yeah yeah i haven't seen a shoot out the wall too young. the way these kids are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody's getting sponsored
2: yeah for sure um
1: but i i went and uh, i went to the practice they practice once a week and they play once a week the games are at 8 a.m on a saturday morning and i told my daughter as soon as we found that out um it, it it's okay to quit we don't really have to do this i don't even care how much it costs um, I went and I was like, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to kind of hide on the sideline uh, and try to stay out of my daughter's sight line and just watch what's going on. But these kids are terrible. They needed some help. (laughs) Uh, No, they're not. I'm I'm kidding. They they play like typical uh, 10 to 14 year olds that are relatively basketball.
2: You told me the score and we were both shocked by like the final score the score of the first game was level.
1: 22 to 21. um i c- come to find out uh there are like two players on the team that have played before and they scored the entire 21 points for my, <laughs> my daughter's team um, but the uh the coach of this team she does an amazing job because they get about 45 minutes to an hour to practice you're trying to teach kids that are new to basketball you're trying to i mean some of the basics that that you take for granted about layups and setting picks and playing defense and rebounding and things even just some of the basic um logistics of how the game is played like the rules and things like that you're having to explain all that and man this woman is high energy this woman is a friend of ours and she's a librarian she's not a librarian when she's coaching those kids man she is high energy she runs a good good practice i really enjoyed that but about 15 minutes left to go she asked me if i'll help she just needs a body out there she just needs somebody to be like a dummy defender you know for to stand in front of a kid while they dribble past you which actually from my basketball playing days was my forte so uh i'm an expert at You're that Forte. yeah but I, I see i was never very good at basketball um other than shooting but i understand it and i know i I i'm one of those people that would be able to probably coach but never play never very good but understands how it all works Mm -hmm. and like i knew this was not going to be good when she asked me to help because i i just i can't help myself and i especially am trying to stay out of all this because it's my daughter's team and like she needs something that doesn't involve us something that doesn't involve her parents something where she's playing you know sports and the authority figure is someone other than us. But I, I, it took me like a minute before I started instructing kids on boxing out and on putting their hands up my knee. And I just, it, it got away from me. I just couldn't help it, Russ.
2: I mean, it it's all good. Um, I'm happy that the kids are out there playing, enjoying themselves, and, and everything's cool. I will say I, I was shocked by the time, but then I thought about it. I, I like refed little kids basketball at the YMCA in college. And, like, the times were really early. How early? Uh, I usually got there at like 7.30, 7.15 to get ready, and then games would start at, like, 8 o'clock on the dot.
1: Tony, what's the earliest you would get up for a basketball game? Uh, all my games were at night when I started playing basketball, so... This is eight, eight. The
0: only time I did that is I had to get up early for Whitney Young practices at like 5 a.m. Whoa. and be there by like at six or something like that. So that's that was the first time I experienced early morning basketball. Um but yeah, most of my games are like at night. Like how do you
1: even function well enough that early morning? I don't know. And I I missed the first game because I was downtown for a wedding. Um, and then I'm going to miss the next game because I'm traveling for the Bears. But then after that, I'm expected to be up and be there at 8 or 8.45 on a Saturday morning. Tony, when I originally told you that my daughter was going to play, you mm-hmm. said that you'd be coming out to the games. You remember this, right? Uh, yeah. So in two weeks, that. we'll see you out there at 8.45 a.m., buddy. <clears throat> and it's about an hour drive from where you live.
2: Tony, you can't make, you can't make uh, kids' promises and
1: break them. So did I learn that now? I didn't say that to the kid. One thing I
0: am
2: worried about. <laughs> <what> I said,
1: <laughs> well, I relayed that to her. I said, "Uncle Tony's going to be there, yeah," and she's expecting
2: it. She's expecting her "Let's go" sign in the crowd.
0: You know what I am worried about, though, Jason. As I, you know, grow old, and hopefully I will have children as uh, great as your children. Um, I'm worried about me being a bit too competitive.
1: Um, oh yeah, yeah. See, if you were going to come to one of these games. Mm-hmm. If you were going to come to these one of these games as uh Uncle Tony, you mm-hmm. I would the the city would not make you do this, but I would make you sign the parent code of conduct before <laughs> you got there that I had to sign, you know.
2: Tony, I had when I was That's reffing true. uh kids basketball in college, I had like mm-hmm. a parent
1: roll up on me. Yeah, it gets real. How so? What happened?
2: So like I it was like <sighs> Eight-year-olds, and I call
1: an, an obvious foul at the end of the so game. So, one one level below the NBA. So, it makes sense that the parents would go crazy <laughs> about this.
2: Call a foul at the end of the game, and team knocks down both free throws, and the, they lose. And, like, the kid's dad rolls up on me like, yo, you can't call that foul. And I'm like, first of all, my man, don't, don't, I don't know you like that. Don't walk mm-hmm. up on me. Second mm-hmm. of all, I was, I was like, look around. Do you see a scout here? Is there anybody getting a scholarship? Is there anybody <laughs> going mean, to the NBA? The answer to that, that is over? no. How'd that go over? He was just pissed off, and I went home with my money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I umpired little league games when I was in, I want to say, like high school, maybe like maybe about fifteen. They'll let you umpire the maybe the ten to twelve year olds. I think, if I'm remembering right. And uh, man, I had parents go berserk on me. And that, yep. and and all of these sports are hard. Like every sport is difficult to officiate. Balls and strikes are hard. Football, you can call a penalty on every single play. Basketball, you can pretty much call a foul on every single possession. Right. Um, hockey, I'd like. I, I mean, a lot of people don't even know what's going on in that sport. But I had a guy. I had I had one guy just like go absolutely berserk on me. And it was like a guy from our church. It was like one of my parents' friends. (laughs) But this is something that happens to parents. And I'm, I'm starting to understand it now, even with my kids, not really being that serious about sports. You, you take it so seriously because it's like, it's like your sport at this point. I mean, I don't have any sports I can really compete in at my age. Although I think about that from time to time, I see Jason Peters out there at 39 and I'm like, i'm thirty seven If I got really serious for two years to really get in shape, you know, maybe I could make a go of it at thirty nine but uh but that's on hold for now. You can go play rec league basketball, yeah, I think I'd sit on the bench there too. I would need to I knew you would need to join a league or a team that was very short and so they'd have to play me like they only you know, had five guys. We could find a five on a five somewhere in in the city. At what little I had left has totally atrophied. Although that might be fun. That might be good content for the show. Maybe you'll be surprised, Russ. Maybe I'll be uh, maybe I'll be out there like Alex Caruso. Looks can be deceiving. All right. All right. Don't don't get
2: ahead of yourself that he's in the NBA and you're 37 years old.
1: Well, I still got time. I'm only 37 years old. What's funny is like I, I do find myself thinking not not necessarily about playing pro sports, although I, I wouldn't take it off the table. Um, I find myself thinking all the time about like stuff I want to do, you know, I want to make sure I have this done by this. And I I, like, it's like, I want to have this amount of, um, money in my savings, for example, by the time I'm 35. And then I realize like, that was two years ago. I'm already past it. You kind of forget how much time has gone by and you're like, I really want to make sure I'm doing this by my forties. It's like, oh, my forties are like next week. (laughs) I'm looking through Tony's Twitter, trying to find these pictures that he supposedly tweeted of his girlfriend. And I'm not. You want me I, mean, I find one big family I'm photo, but I'm mostly it's just a bunch of gifs about other people's tweets.
2: I'm literally going to text you. I'm going to text it to you now, because I know you're going to go into this rabbit hole of things Tony has said over the last yeah. couple of days. And I don't want that.
1: <laughs> he tweeted actually about Ben Simmons, and that's what I want to talk about right now. But, Tony, this seems to be your most commonly used gif or tweet of any kind i I bet at least 40 percent of your tweets are this how would you describe this (laughs) gif for the audience because it's not a visual medium and i'm holding a phone up to the to the camera right Mm -hmm. now what is this describe this one for people in a way that they know exactly what it is because i see this all the time people will know what this is yeah it's the conceited gif where he does the okay (laughs) yeah A guy with a backwards hat and a red Solo cup. Everybody's standing around, and he kind of turns away. See, I'm doing what I just asked you to do right now and describing it. He kind of turns away with this like shaking his head look.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it was uh, Conceited. He's a battle rapper. That happened during the battle rap Oh, that's his name.
1: His name is Conceited.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, yeah. then okay then you did explain it real. i had no idea i thought you were saying that the guy was literally conceited that that was his no. ad. i had no idea <laughs> no his name is conceited wow every, how about that every every week we do this podcast jason you get a year older i want to do my next <laughs> uh i want to do my next rapper book report on conceited now i gotta learn about this guy yeah he's a, he's a really
0: good battle rapper he was a wilder now um he was re- he was responding to uh, somebody else's whack bars and he's like, you sure you, okay you sure you want to go with that
2: okay. I also use that gif a lot mm-hmm. on Twitter
1: yeah, well so Tony he's he's shaking his head about these whack bars so basically like all mm-hmm. your tweets are you shaking your head at the whack bars of the world?
0: No it's, it's more of the, the specific reaction so if you just isolate that reaction without context and add it to whatever tweet is being quote tweeted that's how, that's how I feel most of the time looking at Twitter. Okay. okay, so
2: perfect example, Jason. Yes. When anytime that you tweet that Matt Nagy says we have to figure out the why.
1: Yeah, Tony why usually gives me our, one of those guys. One, a conceited yeah, guy. Exactly. That's where yeah. it goes in. I, I think Tony mostly does that about all my Bears tweets. Anytime I notice that one of my Bears tweets has popped up on Tony's timeline, mm-hmm. it's got this guy. And I can stop calling him this guy because I now know that his name is Conceited. Boom, there you go. So what Tony posted, uh what Tony posted the conceited gif about this time, Russ, was Ben Simmons. And he's back. Or at least he was. He (laughs) was back. He's back at home for like a for like a day or two. I, I loved uh Ben Simmons, as you guys, as uh most people know, but we'll fill you in in case you haven't been following every detail of this. Um, he has wanted out of Philadelphia. They want him out of Philadelphia, really. They keep saying otherwise, but they do. They'd be more than happy to get rid of Ben Simmons, which uh, at this point, good luck getting more than a second-round pick. Um, He he went totally AWOL during the offseason. They couldn't get a hold of him. They couldn't meet with him. They wanted to fly to California and sit with him and try to work something out, and uh, that couldn't be done. And, And I say try to work something out, like probably try to at least just get him back playing so that they could trade him. They finally get him to come in, Russ. And day one of practice, the video of this is incredible. I mean, (laughs) he's he's in sweatpants, which okay, some guys practice in sweatpants (laughs) sometimes. But he's got his his see, that's the best part. He's got his phone in his pocket. I've never really done anything serious athletically in my life with my phone in my pocket. That's my favorite part. What what does he what does he need it there for? Is he going to be does he like got to like answer a text during practice? It's it's the true. I don't give a
2: about this practice, yeah. The season <laughs> when that happened, the season was three days away, right? At the yeah. time we record, he will have been suspended for the game for contra- conduct detrimental to the team. But three days away from the season opener, yeah. and he's like, "Nah, I'm chilling. I got my." He he basically <laughs> was like, "It's like he he's hooping after school with the homies and has his phone in his pocket, he just yeah. you know going through the motions."
1: Well, um, it, and that was the least of yeah. It got moments. worse. It got worse from there, Russ he that was him trying um air quotes yeah from there we got to getting thrown out of practice pretty much right away for for not even really participating and i'm he's tried two moves so far russ he has tried the james harden move of good luck i'm not doing anything trade me and now he has tried the Jimmy Butler move, sort of, of ruining practice to see if that will get him to trade him. But he he did, he took such a worse approach to it than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went in and kicked everybody's butt and uh, just dressed everybody down verbally and with his play. Ben Simmons went in with his phone in his pocket and uh, pouted. Jimmy was actually good. See, now that's the thing. He's trying the James Harden and the Jimmy Butler moves, but he, he doesn't realize that he's not on that plane at all right now especially right now
2: it was just but it's the fact that it was like and I tweeted about it earlier and we've talked about it on the show this is everybody's fault it's Ben's fault it's also the Sixers fault cuz you can't talk shit about the dude every day since the playoffs since you got bounced and act mm-hmm. like you're going to come in and play nice with the other kids right yeah but at the same time if you're Ben it's like what other team wants any of this that you this nonsense that you're doing right now like Doc asks you, Doc is one of the most respected coaches in the league. And Doc says, yo, Ben, uh, come in and and do this defensive drill with us. And you just go, nah. And he asks you again. Now you're showing your coach up in practice in front of everybody. Ben, we're doing this defensive drill. I need you to get in on this. Nah. Then you should go home.
1: I'm not sure who's, who's advising him because this is worse than not showing up. Yeah, I don't know where Rich it Paul makes more is. sense to never even come than to come and just where like, where is Rich Paul? Right, he's probably off with uh, Adele, <laughs> that's his girlfriend. right? Oh, I know, I actually knew that. <laughs> I knew that I saw that on Twitter, and I, I'm like, is there another Rich Paul that I, I'm like, oh, it's him, he's that's randomly him. him Rich Paul, yeah, but yeah,
2: that's your agent, that's the, the person who's supposed to be advising you on this, and like. Isn't LeBron supposed to be like his pseudo mentor? I mean, like it's it's is LeBron?
1: It's all fake, man. man. LeBron doesn't have time for this. Just like that's what I'm saying. Just like Joel and Ben is grown. Like we got to
2: stop with this whole. Oh, he's a kid. uh, No, this is immature. It's a grown ass man who went into practice, didn't want to be there. Yeah, did the whole Marshawn. I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah. And then get me and then got Yeah, over a million dollars, got to spend it for the first game because you disrespected your coach in practice, didn't get in on practice. You've been mm. mentally checked out since you got there. Like, if I'm any team who would be thinking about trading for Ben Simmons, I am I'm giving you two basketballs and a, a, a buy one, get one free at Subway. That's all you're getting from me from Ben Simmons. Like, I'm not giving you anything good at this point because you have no leverage. Either of them.
0: You know, like Russ, you've mentioned that it's both their fault, and I don't I don't think it's the Sixers' fault. I think the Sixers went above and beyond to court Ben Simmons through his years as a Sixer, building a team essentially around him, trying to make him comfortable at every step of the way, getting rid of the better player in Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. in order to appease Ben Simmons. They've done all they can do for Ben Simmons. And when it came down for him to perform, and they weren't asking a lot out of him, oh, yeah. Joel would handle the bulk of the majority of the scoring aspects of that team. All you had to, all he had to do was make the baskets when they came to him. It's his fault. If he dunks on he tri- gets that free dunk, we're not having this conversation. All of this is on Ben Simmons and for him to act out, and that's the funny thing about it, he's the one that's acting out like he's the one
2: that was hurt you hurt the team you hurt the franchise by and your are now currently the hurting the franchise more yeah i hear you and like if, if if i were to say who has bigger blame here yes i for all those reasons you've mentioned and we've talked about in the past like it's on ben at the same time yes. as the organization like you dog a person in public yo this dude sucks like you basically said that joel's been dogging him for like two years on the low <laughs> And actually, not on the low, like just outright. Um, you can't ask that person to come back in the fold. I don't care if he's under contract or not. You can't have that in your locker room now because now you've caused this rift where the team is trying is going to have their first game of the season. And now you have all this distraction. People keep asking Doc about it. People keep asking beat about it. And he's like, hey, man, I ain't talked to bro since the playoffs. So it really don't matter to me. I'm not babysitting nobody. It's all these and teams, the number one thing they talk about, we don't want any distractions, but you've created now these distractions by inviting this guy who you don't want on your roster back. So in in my estimation, that's why it's also their fault.
1: Well, I think what you're saying, Russ, is and let's get to what Joel Embiid said in a minute here, Tony. Um, I think what Russ is saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that nothing that the Sixers have said about Ben Simmons is inaccurate. But Correct. they have they have mismanaged this situation, because yes. they have a valuable they have what was at one point a valuable asset that could have been traded, and now it's like, and unless the Knicks or the Sacramento Kings comes through, which they might still get something Russ, because those teams are always there, uh, and as you know from growing up watching the Bulls, the Knicks are always there for you. Uh, <laughs> but and, you know, and that's the situation that Ben Simmons, by the way, is going to play himself into. He's not playing himself into a position where they trade him to. Phoenix or Milwaukee like he's not landing on a good team at the end of this uh, Tony let's hear what Joel Embiid said about this today
2: and now Tony Gill
0: reads ah yes guys Tony Gill with glasses is back Um glad to be here where I read this is from Joel Embiid from today's on this day that we're recording practice responding about uh, ben Simmons getting suspended. Our job is not to babysit somebody. We get paid to produce on the court, go out, play hard, win some games. That's what we get paid for. We don't get paid to come out here and try to babysit somebody. So that's not our job. And I'm sure my teammates feel that way. He added later. At this point, I don't care about the man. He does whatever he wants.
1: And when he says, Russ, that his teammates probably feel the same way, and you hear the frustration there from him, like he's past trying to even trying to say the right thing about Ben Simmons. See, th- there's two very interesting dynamics to this situation. To me is one that Philly's actually a really good team and you can say what you want about Brooklyn being better, Milwaukee being better, the Lakers being better. They all are. But Philly was the number one seed in the East last year. They have a good team. They have, they have guys like Embiid that it, it's a stretch, but he wants to and thinks he's going to be playing for a championship this year. So you have this happening on a, on a, on a pretty good team this isn't like when it happened to the Houston Rockets with James Harden but you also have it happening with a player who, who is not really coveted right now there are not teams where you're like oh boy if they got Ben Simmons if the Warriors got Ben Simmons if the Lakers got Ben Simmons look out there's there's none of that I, I haven't heard a whisper once of him possibly going to a good team this is why both sides
2: have ruined it for themselves But specifically, Ben, are there 30 teams or 29 other teams out there that would say, yo, Ben Simmons would look good and insert team name here? Yes, there are 29 GMs that would love to have Ben Simmons on their team. Are they going to pay the price that it would normally take to bring that player in? Absolutely not. Plus his contract. He has no leverage and the Sixers have no leverage, right? I don't care if you hate Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons hates you as the Sixers. I'm not paying top dollar or overpaying for a player who everybody knows, all 29 other GMs knows, wants to be out of Philly. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Like, yeah, you signed the extension. It's not not our fault you and Joel hate each other, and this was (laughs) doomed from the start. These guys haven't even liked each other since their rookie seasons, and now everybody's like, oh, my gosh, they hate This has been brewing for a long time. He signed the extension. Nobody put a gun to his head and said, yo, sign a Philly.
1: And if it was up to Joel, Joel,
2: they would have kept Jimmy.
1: I'm not sure if a good team would take him for nothing. If a good team would trade a second round pick for him without Philly picking up some of the contract, because his contract is $33 million this year going up to over the next three years. Forty million dollars. I mean, a Ooh. good team, a good team already has max players mm-hmm. yeah, or much much wants you need to, to have max players. They're not going to want it to. Even if you said you can have Ben Simmons in a trade for free, I, I don't know that anybody wants to. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the cap space. You got to match it in NBA. No, well, I well, right. think you got yes, you to get right.
0: within like eighty percent or so. I think of
1: yeah, right. I think you're right. But either way, you don't want that, and it's not like he's in an expiring deal. He's got three more seasons after this, and he's going to collect that money. His best move right now is to come back and play for Philly and ideally if he believes he can do it play well. play well yeah but that imagine what that would require of him and you see like i kind of thought he was going to do that when he reported when he showed up after all of the offseason and he sat down with them and he's and he starts practicing i thought okay this is his plan he has somehow you know humbled himself and kind of set all this aside and been like forget all that. Here's what I need to do to get what I want. I need to come back and play and play well. And you see that he's not going to do that. And, and I mean, I just, I don't know if yeah. he's got the, uh, what would you call it? I guess the determination or the fortitude right now to put all that ego aside and do what he probably really needs to do. I, I don't see any other course for him, Russ, other than what I just said.
2: I was going to say like, when Joel said what he said today, I tweeted, like, in jest. So when are they just going to fight? Because it seems like it's geared in that direction. <laughs> they need to and go I 30? Think, they got go to yeah, I, I think they need to go 30. Because honestly, like.
1: I don't think that point, would solve it.
2: But I think that needs to happen because they're, they haven't spoken in now. What's it been since they got bounced? Almost six months.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Have,
2: just. I was going to say they yep. haven't spoken. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, let's say Ben does come back, right? I need my ball handler to be able to talk to our primary scorer. <laughs> you guys I mean, have talked, And if y'all ain't talked in six right. months, yeah. This is terrible basketball. No, There's nothing is, Doc Rivers can do to fix that situation on the court where you yeah. need it to happen. I don't care if they don't talk off the court, but
1: on right. the court, I need them to be able to communicate. They got to work together. This is not baseball where it's like you get to bat and then the next person gets to bat. and then right. the next, like You've got to be in tandem with each other. Go ahead, Tone.
0: Now, I'm, I'm trying to think of like all-time teammate beefs in terms of that level, and it's only what Shaq and Kobe, right? In right. terms yeah. of that level of player involved in the beef, and they, at least on the court, worked they it, out. it They Correct. played through it. Correct, yeah. Shaq talked right. about so, all the time. Like, there was times when they hated
2: each other off the mm-hmm. court, but they talked and communicated on the court. That's yeah, going to be my just, next
1: uh, Tony reading segment, by the way, is Shaq's rap lyrics about Kobe. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> Kobe told me how my ass tastes. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> at, the,
2: at the club? He went crazy at the club.
1: <laughs> that's the one. Go ahead, Tony. Oh Shaq, Shaq and Kobe played through this. They had, but they yeah. had similar problems. Um, they were both very good. Neither of them was in the position career-wise that Ben Simmons is where there's not a lot of options. But what's, what well, yeah, was the uh, comparison the, you were going to make?
0: But the, the, the difference is is that there was an understanding between Shaq and Kobe that the number one thing they wanted to do was win. It was just the path that they, that they took individually to get to the winning. But the winning was the ultimate goal for both of them. Correct. I feel like the winning is the ultimate goal for Joel. I think Ben just wants to be catered to. Like this, like does he even like basketball, or does he like what basketball gives him in terms of attention? In terms of being a basketball star, right? He likes being a basketball star, but I don't know if he necessarily likes basketball. And I think right. there's a, a, a defining personality line as well, where Ben Simmons is super passive aggressive, which is like weird. Like, I think passive aggressiveness is weird. Just if you don't say, if you don't like it, just say it. Just tell me, you know? Like, and that's the type of person that Joel is, and that's the type of people that Joel likes, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler. But is it's not, it, it wasn't going to work. Like, I, I figured this wasn't going to work, like, three years ago. And then it's ultimately now it's, it's come to a head between those two, and I think their best course of action, they just sent them home. Just sent them home. If he if he's quiet and he's laying low, not showing up at strip clubs, like not embarrassing himself, you know, in, in public, and he just goes home out of sight, out of mind, that may be the next best thing because I don't think he's gonna come back. I don't think he's humble enough. I don't think he cares about anything in Philadelphia enough to do anything of the sort. So the best question back to him would Darryl Moore would probably tell him to go home until we trade you
2: it's been a lot of talented guys who've been in the league who are immature and weren't in the league long after that. Um, Obviously everybody knows that Ben Simmons is talented, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, are you mature enough to stay in the league? And we're about to find out like who Ben
1: Simmons talent is no good. If he's at his house playing a game, right. Or showing up to practice with a cell phone in his pocket. Right. I can't believe how much we talk about Ben Simmons on this show, Russ. I would say over the first, what have we been doing, the seven or eight months, I, I feel like our number one topics, if you made a word cloud out of it, would be like racism, COVID, and Ben Simmons would be third. Yes, he's working his way up the list. We're not trying to do a bunch of, Ben. just like the other things, we're not trying to do a bunch of Ben Simmons segments, you want but somehow it keeps coming up. He was not on our
2: list, and then he said, "Nah, f you, Doc. I'm not getting in these. <laughs> this this three man weave you want me here right now.
1: Sorry." All right, Russ. Uh, do you know? Do you know what I would love to end this segment? What is that? I would love to hear from Hurt Feelings, Ben Simmons.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, one time for the one time, Tony.
0: Hey guys, you guys talked bad about me last year. What was, what was that about? All I wanted to show up for work, I play defense. Who plays defense anymore? I play defense. And you guys ruined my life. I'm out of here.
1: (laughs) Oh. Way to punctuate it with the oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fight. Fight. Fight.
2: We're really excited to add BetUS to our lovely sponsors here on Sports Adjacent. Like we talked about earlier on the podcast, you're going to log on to BetUS.com, you're going to sign up, they're going to ask you some questions, your name, your address, a little bit of your info, and they're going to ask you where you heard about BetUS. Obviously, you listen to our podcast, that's where you heard about them. You click podcast in the drop-down menu, you're going to type in Sports Adjacent. After that, you're going to want to make a bet. So you're going to make your first deposit of 50 or more dollars. And put in a promo code sports adjacent Now that's going to get you a 125. That's 125% sign-up bonus to make whatever bet you want: NFL, NBA, MLB playoffs, whatever you want. College football—they have it at BetUS.com. This week, I'm going with a couple of different games: Bengals, Ravens. Should be a high-scoring affair. Bengals plus six i'm taking them to cover that plus six spread high powered offense joe burrow jamar chase joe mixon i think they're gonna do that sunday night game colts 49ers you know 49ers they're the favorite but i'm i'm liking the Colts at plus 165 jonathan taylor's coming off a couple big games i like him in this sunday night matchup last but not least eagles and raiders eagles Had a tough game last week. They lost a couple players to COVID. I think they come back strong. Jalen Hurts is due for a big game. Moneyline plus 145. I'm flying with the Eagles. BetUS.com. Promo code SportsAdjacent. 125% sign-up bonus. Log on now.
1: It was good to see you guys this weekend. By the way,
2: oh, you saw yes. Tony too. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, we also three oh. saw each other Friday night at uh, oh, yes, the Morris Book signing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that was a good time. Shout out it was, to Evan. It was a great event. Like it a lot was. Of people were there. Yes.
1: It was a lot of fun at hey We really cool.
2: brother. Whoa,
0: you did what? First time we met Jason's brother.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Tony, Tony was there. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, my brother Jake. Came with me to that um, because, we, man, I was in the city the entire weekend because we were at my cousin's wedding and it it was it was the weekend. I mean, it was th- this was quite a uh, wedding, by the way. It was at the Abel was there. What? <laughs> I said, Abel, Abel was, was
0: there.
2: I don't get your bad joke. <laughs> the Abel, the weekend, his real name is Abel. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> I got it, Tony. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Did you
1: really though? Did you really think it was funny? (laughs) It's
2: funny. The weekend lady's able.
1: You know what I thought was funny? Was we were at Haymarket Brewery and uh, and Tony's like Tony's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I can't stay long because I'm making dinner for the entire family tonight, which I guess come to find out, was that your family and your girlfriend's family or just your family? No, just my family. Okay. But he's still cooking dinner for his entire family, like multiple siblings, two brothers, a sister, parents. Uh, and it just keeps getting later and later and Tony's still there. And I'm just like, Russ and I were both kind of more on top of this than you were. It seemed like we were both like, if he's, if he's making dinner, when is this dinner happening? I feel like there's a bunch (laughs) of hungry people at Tony's house that have no idea that he's not going to be home till like eight and then he's going to start cooking.
2: Yeah, we were like, Tony, it's like 1115, bro. You might as well pick up some white white castles at your old old job
0: and and make that job But as all Greek chefs know, I did my prep early. I had things marinating for a few hours, ready to go once I I got in. So come on. Jason, you know. You're a pretty decent chef.
1: Yeah, but it's shocking to hear you say that because I – you you have many great qualities but being prepared isn't usually one of them at least not for our show like i i send you things that you're going to have to read like a professional and the first time you even open the email is when i say hey tony let's let's hear what Joel Embiid said i feel like i don't think of you as a prepare and advance type person
0: I based on that like- experience in that in that example i think it's fun for all of us just to experience it together at the same time
1: <laughs> it's weird that you always think it's more fun for you to do 80. a bad job yeah where does that fly
2: at your normal work that's what i was about to say nbc sports chicago don't let this fly so we you, shouldn't either
1: yeah do you go to like your annual performance review and they're like tony you've done a really bad job this year and you're like yeah i know isn't it funny <laughs>
0: I'm like, uh... (laughs) like, no, we're going to fire you.
1: Isn't that great? Isn't that what you guys wanted? (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, It's usually fun to fly by the seat of your pants, right?
1: And not for the people depending on you. I I can tell you firsthand that it's not. (laughs) Fly by the seat of your pants. Shut up, Tony. (laughs) So um, I don't remember if we talked about this last week or if this is just something we've been talking about on the show. But Russ is... Dating life, if you want to call it that, or social life. What, what word would you put on it, Russ? What would you describe it as? Love uh, life? Uh, no, stop. Right. Uh, social life. Social life. Okay.
2: Russ's social Holy life. stop. <laughs> we're bleeping that because my mom
1: listened to this podcast. Sit, continue, Jason. I'm trying to. <laughs> Russ's social life has taken a bit of a hit lately because of conversations that we've been having on this show and russ is less than pleased about that and we both think very highly of russ is that that accurate tony yeah that's all right. okay and uh and so do many people that listen to the show there's a lot of russ fans out there including um, most of the people in my family because at in my generation like my level of the family tree i'm one of the oldest among like the cousins you know what i'm saying Not just not just just the oldest in my family, but in my immediate household as a kid growing up, like the oldest of my brothers, but also like one of the older cousins. So point being, a lot of my cousins and many of them were at this wedding. Many aunts and uncles, too, also had this opinion, even though they're uh, older than me. But my my cousins are all and my brother are more like on that Russ level. And they all love Russ. Several of my cousins told me, uh, multiple cousins told me that they, they would listen to it cause they know me and they like me and everything. But what they really like on the show is Russ because Russ, they like identify with Russ and my younger brother, Jake is in that category. Like he definitely is a Russ guy. And he brought up the issue, Tony, that Russ has been bringing up that he thinks we need to be nicer to Russ. We need to be more supportive of Russ's, um, social life and <laughs> we should be working to help Russ's social life rather than sometimes inadvertently also sometimes advertently uh working against Russ's social life.
2: I think uh I think Jake's right. So I think also, we should the, I think we should say some hit- nice
1: things about Russ for once. I think we should try to help Russ. So if if any um prospective uh, social life acquaintances are listening. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> I'd like to tell you some good things about my friend, Russ. <laughs> uh, well, the other day when I called Russ, he couldn't answer because he was busy volunteering at the soup kitchen, for example, Tony.
0: Uh, yes. Serving the, uh, the homeless, one of his greatest qualities right. um, in life. Always uh, there ready to serve.
1: That's right. continue. You guys are doing great. Well, um, he writes poetry. He uh, he enjoys fine wine. That's actually true. The That's other the, things are true, too, I mean. But this is more true. <laughs> that one's true in the sense that it's uh, not something I made up. Uh, what else, Tony? There's other good things it, about Russ, it right? It shouldn't be this Whoa. hard. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Look at my...
2: i I
1: appreciate that because he finally did to you what you always (laughs) do to me first of all tony does it all the time tony stop (laughs) but it it shouldn't be difficult i can't even say that word now do you know how (laughs) difficult it is trying (laughs) to do a show with you guys doing this all the time like it's it's, usually tony but i'm only trying to just keep it to like twice a show or something like that
2: All I'm saying is it shouldn't be that difficult. Like they're, you're making it sound like you're pulling teeth, bro. Like it's not that, it's not that difficult.
1: Russ works out a lot. He does Does a lot of, Mm -hmm. does a lot of exercise, very active See, we're doing it Mm -hmm. again. We're, we're, we're accidentally doing it again.
0: (laughs) He, uh, he has very white teeth. He gets his teeth clean. Dental hygiene is very important to Russ Dorsey. I do. I do. Yeah. He's all he's got care packages. If uh you would like to see where Russ lives. What? He's got a nice care package for you. You know?
2: <laughs> Tony's trying to make you sound like Dairy G or like a gift bag, yeah. <laughs> like a gift basket. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> right. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you Whoa. stopping by. Whoa. <laughs> Tony, shut up. Tony.
1: You you you've ruined the segment. But my brother makes a good point because, like, we we enjoyed the volatility of our favorite TV show, Russ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you can't have you can't just have it always going bad all the time because, like, that's not interesting either. So we got to we got to help kind of promote it here a little bit. And and truthfully, my brother my brother brought this up independently. Russ didn't bring this up first my brother brought this up independently and then he continued to talk to me about it uh on the drive over to the rehearsal dinner after evan's event russ so he he meant it he was he was very serious but i think i think he pictures himself as very similar to you and like you're always talking about wanting to tear up the town with tony i i think you and my brother would probably have a good time oh hundred percent do very Ryan. well together one yeah. after
2: meeting Jake, the more handsome of the Leisure brothers. No offense to my guy. Uh, no, he tells everyone that. <laughs> um, yeah. Me and Jake would tear River North up on a Friday night. I promise you that.
1: Uh but oh. this is something this is something Russ has been bringing up for a long time. And uh I think probably the best way is not not to ask Russ to go over the same ground again, but I think we need to hear from hurt feelings Russ. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys There it is You
0: know I've been really just Just kind of in the dumps recently and, and it just really sucks that You know I come home You know with my two supposedly friends And I just really need to pick me up And you guys keep beating me down And beat me down And beat me down
1: Stop doing that hand motion
0: <laughs> And I just need some love From the people That I trust most in this whole world, which is Tony Gill and Jason Weiser. (laughs) So you guys, you guys, you guys don't know how much that hurts. Okay. All I need is support right now. Thank you.
1: How how close was that to uh, representing your actual feelings, Russ? He got like thirty percent of it, right? Oh, I think it was more than that. <laughs> yeah. the, the part about
2: me wanting the support from my friends—it's pretty accurate. Well, Russell, the only we- thing he left out was Tony do hurt feelings or us about leaving things that are meant for text messages and not putting them
1: on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, that one shouldn't say, "Hey guys." That one should just say, "Hey, hey Tony. Tony. Hey, yeah. Tony.
0: <laughs> hey, Tony." Yeah, right. What, what my guy, I'm,
2: I'm, 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 try- I'm, I'm trying to slang some meat out here. segment. end of segment. End of segment. I, I knew
1: this would go no, wrong. No, we're I done. knew it would go wrong. We're done. We tried, sorry, Russ. Mom. We tried. I'm sorry, mom. We tried really hard. Tony, I forgot to mention in the last segment when we were trying to help Russ, and we're going to do our football weekend roundup, which I love doing with you guys, not every week, but most weeks, um, covering only the important news in college and pro football from the weekend. But I forgot to mention in the last segment, this would be another thing in Russ's favor. This will help him, part of our Russ sales pitch, or you know, trying to do our own version of Russ's Bumble profile or something like that here, you know? Um, and Russ, thank you for making time for this, uh, amid all your volunteering. And I know you a of, spent a lot of time down at the animal shelter. We love you, Russ. Please. Uh, well, when <laughs> Russ and I went out to dinner, see, if you go out to eat with Russ, it's a very classy experience. <laughs> it is. He knows all the like French, Italian true. words to order That's things. True. Uh, and I don't, um, And he is extremely polite and generous and kind with waiters and waitresses. And there was a a group of women at the table behind us that I believe they were leaving. I I wasn't Mm -hmm. really involved in this, but they asked if one of us would take a photo for them. And Russ just jumped right out of his seat, (laughs) grabbed the phone. He took a picture. (laughs) <laughs> oh he was he flew in there like superman yeah yeah I love, I love and, 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 they, and, and now like, hey to be me. fair to be fair they wanted to be rescued they they were very <laughs> pleased when superman showed up and took the picture and they were they were like after he took like all the guy did was take a picture i mean everybody's a professional photographer with an iphone now but they were like oh. fawning over this picture like oh you did such a great job oh this is such a great picture. like they they were very they were very satisfied Russ. They
2: they won so they come over there Tony and it wasn't like just directed at me they put the 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 one girl she put the phone in the middle she was like hey would one of you guys mind taking a picture for it and like both Jason and I both reached out but mm-hmm. I think I think they knew which one of us they wanted to grab the phone I will say that
1: I think you I, was- knew, I think you knew which one of which one of us you wanted to grab the phone too you you were very quick to follow right. probably right so i was just like yeah i got y'all and i get up i I will do that for people all the time anytime someone asks me to take a picture i've even offered to people when i can tell like they clearly want somebody if you're at like the grand canyon or something like that um so i'm very very willing to do that for people and and i didn't hesitate to get out of my seat and i was already like four steps behind russ like if you want to know what russ's 40 times (laughs) is Like, at the tell him at the end of the 40 yard dash, there's a table full of women that would like him to take their group photo for him. And man, you'd never see anybody run that fast. Thank you, Jason. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, Tony, that wasn't totally a compliment. I grabbed the phone and
2: I'm like, all right, keep and I do the whole count. All right, one, two, three. And I was like, they like people like when you take like a lot of different photos so they can pick up. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take, I made the announcement, I'm gonna take like six or seven of them for you guys yeah. they're like, oh thank you so boom and then i walk over i'm like what do you think and she's like these are so good and so then after i sit down they're still going through and her friends are like oh let me see they're like oh all out the whole restaurant hears and so i start laughing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they turn around like our photographer is so great mm-hmm.
1: true story That's, i'm not I'll, making that up i'll verify all that i was sitting right there that all of that happened that is correct And then I just say, thank you. You guys have a lovely night. Very classy. Look at that. That's exactly the thing. I would have said something like, it's easy. It's an iPhone.
2: (laughs) As I sat back and (laughs) sipped my wine. Right. Overlooking the whole
0: restaurant. You made sure you didn't look back, right? Didn't.
2: No, I was facing mm-hmm. them as they went down the staircase, uh, okay. but yeah. but it was classy because I had my wine and I like leaned on the chair next to me as I sipped as they walked <laughs> he did. away. Yeah. He
0: yeah. was like, what do what what you, masked, uh, what's your name, masked photographer? <laughs> it's like, it's Dorsey.
1: Russ Dorsey. Exactly. You got him like James Bond? <laughs> sips. Yeah, <laughs> sips one. Um, I'll tell you who was more excited than even that group as we go into football roundup right now was... Urban Meyer, to finally do something that wasn't embarrassing. He, Although then he, the comment he made about this was a little bit embarrassing to me. Um, he said that the locker room celebration after they beat the Dolphins for their first win in a year and a half and his first NFL win ever was uh, as big of a celebration, Russ, as some of the college championships that he's won. I just need Urban to stop doing I don't think anything. anyone would agree with him. I don't feel like if there's a guy from the Mac, he'd say, No, we had a wilder locker room when we beat Bowling Green or something like that. Like uh, a 53 yard field goal at the end to beat the Dolphins. Uh, I I don't I feel like he's overblowing the celebration, making it sound like these guys really love him and played for him more than they probably did.
2: That's you that's a college football coach and him coming out. You know how college football coaches like over
1: exaggerate right. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep, and we will uh, we will get into some interesting news from college football as well. But first, I want a uh, quick shout-out to BetUS. You can visit them at BetUS.com. That's our new sponsor. You can bet on anything there, um, all sports, including live betting, futures, racebook. They even have their casino on there. You can do parlays. Uh, you can bet on who's going to – I was looking at the Super Bowl odds, Russ. Um, do you know who the favorite is right now on BetUS to win the Super Bowl? It is – I'm assuming it's the Buccaneers again? It is. Tampa Bay Bucks at five to one. You also have then followed by uh, the Bills at six to one and the Chiefs at seven to one. The Rams at eight to one. I kind of like the Rams, actually. The but, Rams will uh, be a good one. Bears are 150 to one if you're feeling kind of wild. Um, save your money, folks. <laughs> save your money. <laughs> well, speaking of money, you go on there. And if you use promo code sports adjacent, all one word, no space, they will give you a 125 percent sign up bonus as long as you're putting in Whoa. at least 50 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, for example, they'll kick you at 25 to your total right off the bat. Um, there, there's a box that drops that. There's a, a box that opens up where it asks you how you heard about BetUS. Please put us in there. Um, if you're going to do this, at least you know support us by telling them where you found it. Um, there will be a link in the episode description that you're li- of the, uh, the episode you're listening to right now, so you can find it there. And uh, just a couple of spreads that are on there right now, Russ. The Bucks are a 13-point favorite over the Bears. Over-under is 47 for that. You don't see 13-point favorite in a lot of games that uh, are non-Jaguars games. They, they are not wrong with that one this yeah. week. <laughs> uh, Packers, a 10-point favorite over the Washington football team. The Falcons are a 2.5-point favorite over the Dolphins. The Rams, we talk about big spreads. The Rams are a 15-point favorite over the Lions. And that's an interesting one but mm-hmm. man I feel like nobody's going to it's so nobody's going to cover a 15 point spread you don't think but then if you've seen some Rams games and you've mm-hmm. seen some Lions right. games right it's they the might. perfect yeah. something's got to give and the uh the Saints are a 5 point favorite over the Seahawks so some games there for you to think about and you can go on betus and bet those use our promo code sportsadjacent to get a 125% Sign up bonus. Uh, kicking it back to college football. Um, are you familiar with Ed Orgeron, Russ? The good old orgy. Na- <laughs>
2: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Well played. Um, Tony made a funny. Ta- national championship winning head coach yes. for
1: LSU. Less than. Yeah. Two years ago, yeah, this wasn't yeah. like uh, 2011, or 2010. Team in this is 2019. What was that, Tom?
0: The greatest team in college football history. Yeah, yeah. one of.
1: Uh, and coming off a big win over Florida, one of their main rivals, but uh, he is out at LSU at the end of the season, and uh, no, no big deal. But um, it's only for these reasons. They are four and three, and that's not good at LSU. Um, he's been going on some crazy locker room tirades, throwing chairs and yelling at people. He makes all the wrong hires as coordinators. Uh, and then allegedly some bizarre handling of some sexual assault allegations against his team. Um, and uh, The Athletic reported that he was accused of hitting on. making, Taking a pass at the pregnant wife of a university official. That'll do it. And WBRZ reported that he had multiple, quote, girlfriends attending and interfering with practice. The report from WBRZ was that by interfering, for example, it meant that some of these women's kids were participating in drills with the team during practice. That's WBRZ reporting that. So Ed Orgeron, you know, just for only those reasons and possibly some others. Uh, is out at LSU, but he will take a $17.5 million buyout check on his way out the door. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Until, you know, Mrs.
2: Orgeron decides that she's had enough, and then that check is going to go down significantly. There
1: can't possibly be a Mrs. Orgeron, can there?
0: Oh, uh, he got divorced, I think, either right after the championship or right before they won the championship. So he's out here just slinging freely.
1: You, you, and Ed, you and Ed Orgeron would tear it up, Russ, together. No, 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 we would not. <laughs> what I'm this? just what you saying?
0: saying. Let's go out there and go Tigers. Go I Tigers, yeah.
1: The- <laughs> See, I was wondering if you guys knew what Ed Orgeron sounded like. And I, I've go spent Tigers. a lot of time in Louisiana, and uh, I I know that voice. I've heard that voice many times from people that weren't Ed Orgeron. Uh, it sounds like the uh, coach from the Waterboy. It's super, <laughs> very Bayou.
2: Um you can't have your girlfriends plurals kids participating in LSU practice. If imagine I'm a first round draft pick at LSU and I see some 12 year old kid doing drills with us. I'm going to be like, all right, bro. Like what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I'm trying to go to
1: the league and you got some kid here. While we're giving out life advice, Russ, um, I'm a bit of a prude. I know, but I would say as a general rule of thumb, Don't hit on pregnant women. Mm -hmm. There's a pretty good chance they're attached in some way to someone, and I I can tell you how I know that. But it's probably pretty obvious. I'm with you because they're pregnant. I'm with you. Would be the reason. Hey, you
0: you never, you never know how those relationships are. It's 2020, you know, 2021.
1: Tony, can you look up? I'm going to stumble through it here in a minute, but can you try to look up while I'm doing this how to pronounce the former Washington State football coach's name? I believe that it's Nick Rolovich, Russ from Washington okay. State. He he was fired midseason uh, because he refused to comply with the state mandate in Washington to get vaccinated, and he's been asked many times why he is not getting vaccinated. He's the only coach in the Pac-12 that's uh, that or was the only coach in the Pac-12 that was unvaccinated. Uh, he has never really explained why. He did apply, or at least indicated that he applied for a religious exemption. Um, but never, never explained what his objection to the vaccine is. And now he's out. I mean, like I said, we do a lot of racism and, uh, COVID foolishness and (laughs) Ben Simmons on this show. They all keep turning up. Did I pronounce his name right? Tony? Is it Nick Rolovich? Is it Vich or Vic? Thank inconclusive. For... <laughs> you should unmute phone to do the show. That would probably. Thanks help. for
2: being our producer, Tony. Let's assume rolling a what job um, we, we pay you for on here besides making fun of Jason and I. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the vaccine, Cam Newton got vaccinated, mm, and wants to play. And he's been talking to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are out there with Geno Smith. It uh,
0: wasn't
1: half bad. I must say this for Geno.
2: Gino is really like a player coach because he hadn't started a game before last Sunday in like four years. Yeah, and he was all right. Um, obviously, knowing the game, he's been in a lot of systems, so seen a lot of football. But yeah, Cam's probably the better. If they want to win some games in NFC West, just go ahead and sign.
0: Uh, him. Uh, I has been looking a that, little shaky like, lately, Cam, but Cam looks awful.
1: Cam I wasn't that bad in the preseason. I like the idea of Cam for a month.
2: Yeah, it's like it's you're not asking him to play the whole season. Like you're asking him to go out there and at least give keep you 500 until Russell comes back.
0: I think my man's washed.
2: washed. <laughs> Gino not.
0: <laughs> Gino, he's in four years. I think Gino could still throw at 20 yards.
2: Can't like listen. Cam was healthy this preseason and looked fine. Like. The, the Patriots just wanted to go with Mac Jones, so
1: we'll see. Four games. Oh, plus we mentioned yeah. that we mentioned that the Bears are playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this week. Tom Brady mm-hmm. said this week that he could quote literally play till fifty or fifty five years old. I mean, I think that's you know at at some point his,
2: the TB twelve method is not going to work. But as of right now,
1: he he's still doing it at a high level. He's 44. And if you look at the career he's had just since turning 40, I mean, just like the last five seasons, it's just that he's alone. Had another,
0: yeah. He's had, all he's these had these another seasons, Hall of Fame career.
1: Yeah. All these yeah. seasons he's had after 40 or from 40 and on are like, would be like the five best seasons of quarterbacking in Bears history. I mean, I'm looking through this right now. It's a 32 touchdowns, 29, 24, 40 last year, 17 already this year. Uh, passer rating all of those years. There was one down year with New England at the end, but three of those five years, he's at 100 plus passer rating, which, by the way, the Bears have never had. I think Mitch Trubisky has the record single season. Passer rating record for the Bears at like 93 or something like that. The year that everybody thought he was good, but really he just had one big game against the Buccaneers. That was a different Buccaneers. One last thing I want to hit in the football roundup is, do you ever watch the Colts? Do you really? Because I don't know if anyone else does.
0: Matt Nagy watches the Colts.
1: Yes, Matt Nagy always wants you to look at what happened at the end of the Colts game. Yeah, I don't know if Mark Potash still to this day has gone and looked at I think he did, actually. Potzi's pretty uh, diligent in his work. But uh, they are rolling with Carson Wentz. They beat up on the Texans, so everything's fine, uh, apparently. Just is just like when the Bears play the Lions and they think everything's fixed. Uh, but Jim Merce, their owner, promises, Russ, two championships this decade. Do you want to hear what he had to say specifically on Twitter?
0: And now,
2: Tony Gill Reads.
0: Hey guys, Tony Gill with glasses, ready and uh, ready to read some more. Colts Nation,
1: don't this you is, worry. You're supposed to say this is Jim say on Twitter. You're supposed to like, do just do one of these the right way, please. It says right in the email I sent you what it's from.
0: And now, Tony Gill reads. Jim Mercer. In NFL roundup.
1: <laughs> That's the subject of the email. Just read the tweet.
0: Colts Nation, don't you worry. We're gonna get that horseshoe. At least two Lombardis this decade. As sure as the sun rises and the seasons change, it's coming. Don't ever doubt that. Ever. you will see greatness believe and you will see
1: I do doubt that I don't believe it I don't think we'll see it Russ aren't you glad that the Bears didn't trade for Carson Wentz 1000% alright let's pivot to some serious journalism here Russ uh, this is a, uh, an interesting uh, sideswipe that has come from the Washington football team emails and with Bruce Allen, Uh, Adam Schefter from ESPN has been caught up in this. And the main email that has leaked out from him is him sending a draft of a story basically to Bruce Allen to ask him to look it over. It calls him Mr. Editor asks him if there's anything he needs to tweak or change from it. And, uh, that's not exactly how you're supposed to do things in sports journalism that doesn't fit with journalistic ethics at all in fact that runs afoul of them
0: now it's time for a chicago bears segment we call
1: this is fine i'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently everything's fine that's okay things are going to be okay all right before we get into that i guess we need to check in on the chicago bears here russ
2: yes i guess we can
1: do you that. love that intro don't you um yeah yes everything's fine with the bears in fact everything's really fine they're three and three that like they always are 500 now someone asked me if i still cover the if i miss covering the dolphins on twitter and uh My response was that I still don't miss them because I still cover the Dolphins. They're just called the Bears. (laughs) Um, I think I told you this. I can't remember if I said this on the show or if I said this to you uh, separately or in a text or something. But I I believe at some point I told you last week that the Bears were one of a few teams in the NFL that has yet to score 100 points. Mm -hmm. And that that was kind of concerning because they've played five games at that point. And now they've played six games and they're still not there. They're stuck on 98. So the other teams that are in that boat are the dolphins. Uh, (laughs) The the easy thing about the dolphins and the bears is you can always tweet every Sunday uh, going into halftime down 13 to seven. The dolphins are at 99 points, bears 98 Texans 92 and the jets are at 67. Although they actually have played only five games Um, last year. There's you can find this on football reference. It's kind of cool. You can look at like season by season by season for the entire league. Last year, the average scoring for the entire league per team was 25 points per game. The Bears and the Jaguars are the only two teams that have not hit 25 points in a game this season. I keep thinking they're going to lose a game like three to nothing at some point. They're not idiots, though. I think when you hear, I think what's valuable about hearing that list. When you hear the Bears and then you hear teams like the Dolphins, the Texans, the Jets, and the Jaguars is that a lot of times when you're a fan or you live in a city with the NFL team or you're a media member or whatever, you kind of like lose the awareness of what the national perception is. And then when you hear like, oh, that's the club we're in. That's the lunch table we sit at is with the uh, Dolphins, Texans, Jets, and Jaguars. Then it kind of clicks for you, I think.
0: Or, Or maybe – the bears have done the most winning by scoring the least amount of points out of that group.
1: But Matt Nagy would like you. You're one of those bright side guys, one of those uh you know. All right, yeah, back to Adam when, Schefter. Maybe when when when
2: Matt Nagy is unemployed this offseason, maybe he can hire Tony for his podcast.
1: Um back to Adam Schefter. <laughs> it the, that podcast would be called Finding the Wise. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have a lot of fun
2: with Tony on that one because Tony would have some ideas on some why.
1: Oh, yeah. Matt, um, let's find it, every week would be like uh, if you've seen on Disney, my kid on Disney Plus, my kids watch this show called Forky Asks a Question. That'd be every episode with Tony and Matt Nagy on a podcast where Tony would be like, let's Matt, let's find the whys of squirrels. So because of Tony's squirrel obsession.
2: Before we got caught up in everything's fine, Jason was presenting the uh, why Adam Schefter was in the news recently um, in the L.A. Times reported that in 2011, Schefter sent uh, an email to Washington football team president Bruce Allen that read. Please let me know if you if you see anything that should be added, changed or tweaked. Thanks, Mr. Editor, for that and the trust plan to file this to ESPN
1: at about 6 a.m.
2: Very um, important
1: to note, too, by the way, he's reporting on the labor quote. dispute at that time. Correct. Between laborers and management.
2: So he was talking to management. Right. Um, and sending him an entire story. Um, and it just brings into question journalistic ethics. Uh, and for me, being Somebody who, like, cares about that, one. Absolutely, absolutely. But but also, like, it's interesting to see where the lines are for people. Like, where is a a national, I'm going to put this in air quotes, reporter or insider, like Adam Schefter's line, where is it for him? And you see here, like, his line was a little bit further back than mine is, or Jason's is where he'll send a, a source. And that's what Bruce Allen is in this situation. He's a source, an entire story. Right. Um, and I think we all have sources. We all have people we talk to about certain things. Like there's a, I have an entire phone of people who I could call about something. And most people be like, Oh man, that's, that's a pretty big name. At the same time, like I'm not gonna give a source an entire story and be like, "Hey, if there's anything that needs to be changed here," because that's not, in my eyes or
1: estimation, ethical. No, no, no. no. That's not your. That's not in your eyes. That's the book. I mean, that's the. It is flatly unethical what he did. That absolutely, unequivocally violates the rules of journalism.
2: Well, I'd like to think that, Jason, but I feel like in, in recent years, the that's changed. I don't think people really care about journalistic ethics, which bothers me in a way because I feel like everybody feels like there's they're a reporter now, whether it's talking heads on TV, former yeah. athletes, whoever, like everybody feels like they're a reporter and everybody views them as that. Everybody being, you know, fans of whatever sport we would be referring to in this situation, is football, but like, I I don't think that's okay. And for me, like, I've always had like a kind of side eye at Adam Schefter, not because I don't think he's informed on things, but you know, after that situation with Jason Pierre Paul, where he had the photo of, right. Of the, the photo of, um, I think that's where after the fireworks incident with Jason Pierre-Paul yeah. had the the literal chart from the hospital that said that right. he had he had like an amputation of three of his fingers, um, that was straight from the hospital, and Jason Pierre-Paul sued Schefter and ESPN for that, and they had to settle out of court for that potential HIPAA violation. But like something like that is also over the line, and yeah. I think there's just something there's a place for me where it's like, you don't cross that line. Like We've had a a situation with our podcast where it's like, yo, this is probably not a big deal, but we don't even want to the appearance
1: of crossing that line or that boundary. Yes, and we always get blowback from Tony anytime we have to make a decision like that. Um, Is it... Let me just be honest here. The most embarrassing part of this for me was that he called him Mr. Editor. Like That's pretty lame. That's nasty. That's just like... That's the part I want out. That's the part like I'd be so ashamed to have. What, Tony? Why are you giggling during this? Don't don't mm-hmm. ask Tony questions. We're going to mute his mic. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's my fault. Um, I, you are correct in the sense that I think a lot of people don't care that much about journalistic ethics, especially people outside of our field. Um, that doesn't make them not journalistic ethics, though. And if you really want to know how things work, work at that level. And I'm not speaking specifically of Adam Schefter because I don't know this about him in particular, but this is generally how it works. The people that stay the same over the long-term as far as power players in a sport are the agents and management, coaches, GMs, ownership, whatever. Those people are there for possibly your entire career as a reporter. Players come and go. So it's not surprising at all to see one of these insiders doing something that's very favorable toward either agents or management rather in a case where he's reporting on a dispute between players and management you know i i wonder if there's also a similar email that he is sending to uh you know like russell wilson to look over or whoever would have been prominent among the players at that time or aaron rodgers to like hey you know mr editor aaron rodgers let me know if there's anything to tweak from this but russ like Adam Schefter is a good reporter. He breaks news all the time. And very, very little of it, if any. I, I know examples come to mind right now for me of something that he reports that isn't accurate, that doesn't turn out to be the case. And I'm sure that he has done some very good work as a reporter to get that. But also, there's a reason why, in some cases, he's the one getting those stories. And I think some, you know, it seems very clear that his relationship with bruce allen for example way 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 too cozy it would make me question anything that he had reported about any player situation with the washington football team i think
2: um i don't want
1: to make it seem
2: like no reporter has relationships with front office members with agents it's part of the gig right um, and some of those people, because you have really good relationships with those people. Yeah. I think that's fine. But I also think there's a, a certain line that gets crossed where, you know. There's got to be boundaries. There has to be a boundary at some point, right? And I think to send. I don't
1: believe somewhere... so. Well, you're not really a journalist.
0: Exactly. And you guys made a good point that the general public. Doesn't really care. I don't think about like, he's still doing his TV hits. Like there's no, I haven't seen any fan kind of push back on that email kind of whatsoever. And we mentioned like earlier in the podcast about transferring your competitive nature to your career in media. I think I, I just kind of assumed that he was buddy, buddy with a lot of these people in order to break news as much as he does. Um, and that's kind of all I need from Adam Schefter is what he does is he breaks news and he gets there for, and to be first, maybe he has to like the underbelly of what he does, like and Woj and all of those big time and Shams, like do, if if we uncovered and flipped over what they have to do to get in close with these executives, players, agents, I'm pretty sure it doesn't look all that ethically great but I mean that's this is we got the and this, obviously this wasn't supposed to be made public Um, but do, does I think it interferes with the way he specifically does his job for him specifically I don't think so he doesn't write opinion pieces he doesn't write think pieces he reports on news and technically the new the, the information that he gets from these organizations, buddy buddy or not, is news. Now he can. He's also going to give from players. Um, obviously, that's a part of his job. But his relationships are with these teams. That's going to be there for the length of his career. And him getting in close with these organizations, that's his job. So I didn't. I don't think a lot of people in the general public that like and enjoy sports even better than I at that angle.
2: I think. I think you're right up in the sense of Tony like, yeah, I think he is buddy buddy with a lot of these people because of being able to have that access that others don't have. And I'm not naive enough to think that, oh, my gosh, people are getting information that others don't get. And they're not, it's not just because they work hard and they're good reporters and good journalists. Like, I, I know how it goes. Like, I've been in this business long enough to, to know that. In a perfect world, would everybody just work hard, be good reporters, build relationships with people who trust them and know that they're going to get things right and accurate, and because of that, they build those sources and get things first? Sure, but I know the world doesn't work like that. Um, and and maybe you're right, Tony. Like that's I don't think like you're not looking to Adam Schefter for the hard hitting, you know journalism in the industry in football you know i i think for me in baseball we have a lot of the different people like the different news breakers i think in in baseball it's different than football because in football there's like three or four people that break all the news in baseball there's a group of like seven or eight people that break like 65 70 percent of the news but the cool part about baseball like beat reporters can still eat and break a lot of that news building sources and over time but yeah i i I do think you're right in the sense that his job is different than jason's right Hmm. his job is different than um a columnist at a newspaper or somebody at the athletic like
1: his job is strictly breaking news Get that information, and, man. Get that tight end injury, that fifth round pick, that trade, whatever.
2: Yeah, and and he's the best in the sport at it. At the same time, if I'm a professor of a journalism class and I want to teach about journalistic ethics, I'd point to this situation and be like, yo, this isn't – if we're talking about what's right and wrong in a journalistic
1: sense from an ethical perspective, this would not be it. If we're talking about what makes money and fame, though, Um, Adam Schefter said that uh, he he kind of defended this as not allowing necessarily Bruce Allen to proofread this and make changes like an actual editor, even though he called him Mr. Editor. Cool nickname, by the way, Uh, but more to just kind of run the information by him. I, I know what he's talking about because I've done that. I have run information by a source before mm-hmm. I went to print with it, to make sure that I'm understanding it correctly. right? Never to give them final cut over something uh, or anything like that. I've even run quotes by people uh, to make sure that I have quoted them correctly, if I'm doing a feature story or if I understood the intent of their quote correctly. But it's always very clear in my emails to those people or conversations with those people, it's always very clear that this is, this is my story, that I and my journalistic outlet have control over i'm not saying here mark this up with a red pen mr editor and uh let me know what i should change in here that's a pretty big difference but i think that's and you're right and that
2: happens all the time and i think most reporters i'd say 99 of reporters would do that exact thing because i've sent the text to a source and like hey i just want to make sure that when this gets printed it's accurate and then you don't come back and call me like yo this is wrong like i just want to make sure this is accurate as possible so that i get it right it's not yo you get to change this and this and you get to change this wording and this wording and this paragraph no but I think that's where it gets misconstrued in the public eye, because now it's like, eh, what's the difference between what you just said, Jason, and what Schefter did? Like, I think in somebody's mind who doesn't necessarily understand the entire scope of what we do and why something might be wrong, they can look at that and say, eh, it's basically the same thing.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are probably a lot of people like Tony that um, aren't really interested in this. They just want the tweets. They want the Schefter tweets and they want the Woj bombs and, They don't really care what it takes to get those. Russ, would you like to hear the news that we didn't get to today on the show? As long as it doesn't include Tony reading anymore. Yes. Yeah. The correct answer is yes. Always to that question. Just so you know, Uh, by the way, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Obvious Shirts. You can go on their website right now. They have free shipping. I'm looking at some of their new shirts. They have one that you can pre-order right now that says i hope both teams lose which is kind of funny it's like you know you might wear that if uh you're a cubs fan and you're watching like a cardinals brewers game that'd be the joke um you can you can order that in five different colors they also have a schwizdom shirt is that Schwindel and wisdom y- yes oh, what, is Jason. That? What, what is that? that's that that's that two lane
2: education coming I'm out asking right cuz i don't know russ i said yes We're but right. i'm glad
1: you you put those two things together so they, got, uh, they have free shipping already, and you can get an extra 10% off by using our promo code ADJACENT10. Russ, you know how players uh, of all sports, but probably a lot in baseball, have like a pregame routine that they always stick to? Like yes. They always eat the same meal or always do the same stretches, or they always take a nap after shoot around or something like that. Um, Carl Anthony Towns has an interesting one. He likes to, before a game, watch two gorillas fight to the death on YouTube.
2: Um, okay. Didn't I say last week we got to stop asking famous
1: people questions? Well, if you asked Carl Anthony Towns why he does this, here's what he'd say.
0: And now, Tony
2: Gill reads.
0: Hey guys, back with another uh, reading segment. I appreciate it. you guys, must really like me. You really, really like uh, Tony Gill with glasses. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, yeah. allowing me to be a part of your show. Thank you. This is Colin Towns, pregame routine. I really just have been watching two gorillas fight before every game. I've been, like, addicted to that. I want to see who is the best in the laws of nature. I'm watching gorillas fight all day. I know if I'm in that video, I'm leaving that alive. Somebody going to die. That ain't going to be me.
1: You probably would though if you fought an actual gorilla. I don't I I don't think anybody's gonna survive that.
0: And I don't think it's working for
1: him. <laughs> There's that too. Um Megan the Stallion and her boyfriend, Party Fontaine. Yeah. They've been whoa, dating.
0: Whoa, wait, for, wait, whoa. What? Wow, Jason. Wow, dude. Like I'm actually I'm like actually that, pretty that, impressed too. I am really impressed. Has I'm I pronounced everything too. correctly? You yes. pronounced everything correctly. You said everything.
2: More party than Meg because Meg's you know super famous, but like the fact that you said Party's name right, I'm I'm actually
1: shocked. Okay, well, thank you guys, I appreciate that. You've you've Um,
2: lowered your age from sixty
1: five to sixty four. Nice. Well, those two have been dating, and they've made it to their one year anniversary of dating. So, congrats to Megan and Party. It's a long time in Hollywood, man. Yeah, yeah. Wish them the best. There's one more thing I wanted to say about this, actually. Okay. So to older. celebrate their their one year anniversary, they went out they went somewhere tropical. Uh, I couldn't tell where from the photos, but the uh, the anniversary fo- anniversary photos are are really something. And um, I'm approaching my 16th anniversary of actual marriage, so I'm very. Uh, this has set the bar very high. This is what they do for one year of dating. Um, one of the photos, she's holding a a drinking glass with only her butt, and and party, which I didn't think was possible, I wouldn't have known that that you could that you could do that. But Party Fontaine is then is is drinking out in the, with a straw in the photo. Give me like thirty seconds. That, oh, you need to look this up.
2: I don't believe you. Uh,
1: oh, I've seen I've
0: seen this picture. He's not lying.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I have like it well, somewhere well, for you. You know I'm what? I had this. Up. I wanted to show this. This is perfect because well, I'll stall for time here for you because I wanted to show you this. Uh, and I thought I had it on my phone, although that's probably a bad idea. That's uh, a bad idea. Uh, but I mad wanted mad to mad show mad. it to you and have you react to it live on the show. So this is this is actually perfect that you're that you're doing this, that we can all experience the first time seeing it for you together. Are you pulling it up, or you should? should I, I, I thought uh, you were, but um, I'm
2: I'm 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 trying to be uh, very cautious with my Google
1: search here. Yeah, you're not going to find this photo if you're being very cautious. Here you go, Russ. <laughs> You'll notice no hand is holding up that glass. Oh no, no, no I, I got it. Yeah, and I, I understand why. Thank Do you goodness. remember the part where I said uh, holding it with only her butt? Yes, Jason, I got it. She's and then I wasn't, I didn't know that that'd be possible. She's a goat. I uh, have been working on a trick where I rest a beer can on my belly and kind of tilt it back to take a drink, and then get it to rock back into place upright. But I'm not there yet. Still got to work on it. Not as good. I'm going to tell you that right now. We all have our physical gifts. Kanye West uh, has officially and legally changed his name to simply yay. Did you see that he was out in New York with uh, Michael Cohen and he was wearing a a very odd mask? I don't keep up with Kanye anymore, man. You might want to look up that picture. It's pretty weird looking. Um, Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, we're getting close to Halloween and he's put up his Halloween decorations in front of his mansion. And can I say are,
0: Brown's, Brown's defensive end just all together just sounds bad?
1: Okay, he's a, Miles Garrett is a defensive end who plays for the Cleveland Browns. Tony, um,
0: yeah, I know it's just Brown. It just reminds me. I guess just
1: Brown in general is funny to you, huh? Because poop, Brown, it's hilarious, and, right? And, okay. and
2: yeah. all
1: right, I'm going back. I'm gonna mute Tony's mic again. I oh, like I having that, that
2: access. I'm glad, I'm glad I can do that now. I don't know if the listeners
1: want you to have that access. I think the listeners no, I, want. Well, the listeners don't pay. Unfettered Tony, so. Tony Gill. It's yeah. cool. Uh, anyway, the decorations, the Halloween decorations that Miles Garrett has put in front of his mansion, Russ, are gravestones of the quarterbacks that he has sacked. <laughs> That's pretty good. And one of them is Justin Fields, of course, because he sacked him four and a half times in one game. Yeah, uh, the Chicago Sky won the WNBA title. Hey, let's go. Yes. yes, Had their championship parade and celebration. Tuesday correct and uh a lot of things going on chance the rapper was there uh, the door that Deanna, Deanna, Diana Terassi, Diana Diana Tarassi Diana yeah I was all I was really struggling with that one Actually, Diana Terassi, the door that Diana Tarasi broke was there yeah the Let door that hear. she broke right before she didn't
2: talk to the media after yeah
0: that's something that you know, the I would find just a
2: quick opinion from you
0: guys on being journalists like, that's in a so, final game?
2: That's so unprofessional. That's <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't be allowed to fly at all. And, 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 and too. it's you know, terrible for the league. And, and you had every executive from the WNBA in the building. No. And on the last game of the entire season, when a team just gets bounced from the layer, you can't just say, Nah, bro, I'm not gonna talk. Stop. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But they should be but a, in, they should be
0: ashamed of someone. It's in their it's in their laws that they don't have to do it.
1: That shouldn't be in a CBA
2: ever. I don't care imagine, who it is.
1: imagine being a reporter In Phoenix and uh, your company is paying For you to fly to Chicago for this series To cover it and then you get no media Access
2: you have to you to have, have to me. write
1: the, the mercury decline To do media after the game They did talk <laughs> I think the next day They talked uh, doing zoom Or whatever and uh, Diana Tarazi, I, I can't get that Name right I've Diana known that name. I've been Saying that name for 20 years correctly because She's been right. <laughs> right. big since then uh, she said uh, her only comment on it was uh, that there were a lot of doors in that room. And finally, Russ, from the Cape Cod Times, Tony, do you know where Cape Cod is? You got a guess?
0: Uh, Massachusetts.
1: Ding, 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 man. I'm run. shocked. Yeah. I said there's no way in hell Tony gets this. He's <laughs> So happy with himself. Uh, from the Cape Cod Times, Russ, a two-headed turtle has survived and is now four weeks old. It's a diamondback terrapin. It has two heads and six legs. All right. Yeah. In fact, we should show you a picture of this too. Uh, nah, I I, I'd much rather see Meg again. I still have that on my. Uh, I still have that on my phone, actually.
0: How do they select which one gets to mate?
1: On that note, that's going to do it. No no no, 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 I <laughs> no, I no! Don't, no, I don't want Tony to keep saying things. Yeah, stop talking, Tony. There we go. Two-headed got turtle, it. Russ. Thanks. Uh, their heads, this was one of the more interesting parts that I saw in the article, their heads operate independently. Like they, that, if the turtle's underwater, you know, the heads come up at different times alternately for air. And uh, the turtles' names are Mary Kate and Ashley. Got it. As you can see, I muted Tony's mic because I didn't want anything said. The audience
2: does not want you to do that. I don't care. They, we well, need to finish this thing I properly. Mean, you might
1: want to care. They're the customers. No, no,
2: I get it. I get it. But we just need to finish with a
1: smooth transition out of this, this episode. But they don't want it to be smooth. But, well, See, they, I, you they, know, that, that's hey, the hey, other hey, thing, man. But, like, but you, you, you enjoyed know, when I was telling you how everyone in my family is kind of a rust guy. But I get it. Also, everyone I've ever met that's ever listened to the show loves the disruption that Tony causes on an, you, on an you every 10-minute you know, basis.
2: You know who doesn't like disruption? Our lovely sponsors, BetUS, who (laughs) we're very excited to have on board. We appreciate them, as we said plenty of times throughout this pod. Go on BetUS.com, use our promo code SPORTSADJACENT, and when you make your first deposit of $50 or more, you get a 125% sign-up bonus. Visit BetUS.com. We like to thank Obvious Shirts, as always, for being our sponsor since the beginning. Really appreciate them. You can use our promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off from free shipping. Go online, go and uh, listen to our pod, uh, Apple music, Spotify, Stitcher. Give us five stars. Leave us a review or comment. Tell all your friends and family, for Russ Dorsey, Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, who's muted. I'm going to unmute him
1: as we <laughs> head out. <laughs> we you won't silence me, people. Here we, we go. You. The, second, the second you unmute him, he just dives right in.
2: We're going to holler
1: at <laughs> will we? He will silence you. He did silence you.
0: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
2: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was
1: like, you know what, James?
2: You adjacent to the mother... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.